Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. So, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. It's a podcast and empowerment channel of Voice America, the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all my listeners in the United States and Canada, but I know there are also listeners in France, in England, even in the Netherlands. And of course, many listeners are further away in Australia or or China. So everybody, welcome to today's show. I appreciate all of you that are making time to find out more about the topic of retirement. It's my greatest pleasure to present a series of shows and bring you subjects that will help you in planning and preparing the next chapter in your life. My name is Maria Lucasen, and I am excited. I am a certified retirement coach, and I help women find joy and meaning in retirement. Ideally, we make plans before we start the next phase in life. After working for 40 years or more even, I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, and where I want. At the same time, I see how opening up about this next chapter in my life has given other women a new perspective about retiring. And I am compelled to use my voice to bring awareness and motivate women to choose a vibrant lifestyle in their next chapter. That I feel is the legacy I want to leave. So if you are retiring this year, or maybe did last year and have not prepared for the changes in this new chapter in life, but would like it to be the best time of your life, then I invite you to join my 90-day group program called Next Chapter Roadman. And that is starting in August again. So when this all resonates with you, please send me an email to Maria at marialucasenhq.com for more details. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited about today's show. I have an awesome guest and we have a kind of a serious topic, maybe, but I know we will have a good time. There will be many golden nuggets that we and she will share about our topic of today. And the title is, it's never too late, five steps to moving past trauma. So um, trauma can be very stressful and devastating for many women. So we will talk about that in a minute. I want to just do my next section of my podcast, which is an affirmation for this month. 
as always. So I'm giving you a little explanation if you don't know what affirmations are, how that goes. An affirmation opens the door. It's a beginning point on the path of change. In essence, you're saying to your subconscious mind, I am taking responsibility. I am aware that there is something I can do to change. When I talk about doing affirmations, I mean consciously choosing words that will either help eliminate something from your life or help create something new in your life. Affirmations are like seeds planted in soil. Poor soil, poor growth. Rich soil, abundant growth. The more you choose to think thoughts that make you feel good, the quicker the affirmations work. So my affirmation for today is, I am grateful for the chance to be alive. And I thank my body for giving me this. So whatever your situation you are in, um, uh, health and healing are important. So looking for something that makes your life feel good to live is what I want to give you with this affirmation. So um, write it down if you have a chance so you can repeat it more often and, and, and see it on a daily basis. So I'm now going to welcome my friend and guest speaker for today, and her name is Janine Naus. Hello, Janine. How are you doing? Oh, uh, Maria, I'm, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, um, having me join you on this podcast here, and I'm happy to be here, and I look forward to sharing these golden nuggets with the, your audience, and great affirmation. I really loved it. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, I, I like to make this uh, one time a month, a special event. So I, um, I always look for things, how I can help women. So I want to start off with the li listener giving a short bio so that I have a little bit of your background. And then we will talk about how we can move past trauma for anybody that has feelings of sadness or any negative thoughts that are impacting their life. So Jenny Naus is a grief and trauma relief specialist. She's a certified life, spiritual and energetic coach, and also a certified calm, accepting, resilient and empathic trauma practitioner okay she's the author of the creating heaven wherever i am book series which focuses on self-help topics including overcoming trauma in addition to offering one-on-one -on -one coaching and online group programs she's the founder of the breaking the silence summit healing childhood sexual trauma which covers a different trauma related topic every year Janine's personal experience with trauma has given rise to her ability to be empathetic and sensitive to her clients' needs while using a broad range of coaching tools and techniques to design a unique plan for each. Her blog post has garnered thousands of followers and she runs an active Facebook group called 
Bridge to Healing Community. She is also featured as an expert in overcoming trauma in the number one international bestseller book, The One Thing Every Mom Needs to Know. Huh. And then she lives in beautiful Chesapeake Beach, Maryland. I've never been there, but um, I, uh, I plan to travel to uh, all states when I retire. So who knows? I might get up there at some time in the future. So, Janine, can you um, tell us a little bit more about how you started this journey? I refer to it here in the bio, but can you tell us a little bit more about it? Well, absolutely, Maria. Uh, well, as you noted, I'm a grief and trauma relief specialist, and, and I chose to focus in this area because of my own personal experience with trauma. I really struggled to find the support I so desperately needed uh, to be able to move forward and stop uh, suffering. And this led me on a quest to seek out mentors and healers and to educate myself um, in order to find healing. And you know, find different kind of solutions. So after many years of research, I developed a, a proprietary holistic approach to healing so that others didn't have to continue to suffer the way I did. Um, that's why I developed the Stop Suffering Now system. It is my mission to help women who are ready to heal from physical, emotional, sexual, or catastrophic event trauma so that they can leave the past behind be fully present for themselves in the moment and truly live their best lives going forward. So um, one of the next points I'd like to share is I retired. I, I um, was uh, a federal employee. I worked as a budget analyst for um, a couple, I would say about uh, 24 years. And, and then, you know, I, I decided to start my journey here as a grief and trauma relief specialist. And, you know, with all the experience that I had with the trauma and, and all the training in that, it kind of led me here. So um, what I'd like to share is that I got on my healing really much later in my life. And, and it was actually in my late 40s and, and uh, in the early 50s, actually. So the truth is, we're always learning, right? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, when you stop learning, you stop living. And the truth is that your whole life is a journey of personal growth and you're developing all the time. And, you know, and this is something that, you know, is happening in our lives all the time. So there's always something that you can learn more about, and then you can go deeper and be happier and more joyful. So the one thing I learned on my healing journey is that um, there's really no one and done type of healing to trauma. So in other words, no one and done. So many you know, the trauma survivors that I worked with, they believed this and, and you know, that there was only a one and done. And then they quickly found themselves disappointed and even angry at times. And for a lot of trauma survivors, that's what they do. They just get so incredibly angry and they try once and, and they just totally give up. And that's why they struggle uh, with therapists or um, differing aspects of their life. And uh, they feel like all they're doing is just talking about it. And, and then they're not um, feeling anything different. So I'd love for your audience to listen here. I still yes. have a coach. Yeah. yeah. I, still, I still have a coach. And I'll have a coach or a program and, and I'll be growing my entire life. It's really important to be able to do that. Yeah. And it, it, 
Yeah, certainly. And it won't look the same. It always changes. Everything in life changes. So, yeah. yes. I know. So, I, I totally agree with you there. That's uh, something um, often people don't realize that that is life. Every minute of the day, something can change that has mm -hmm. an impact on your life. It can be a real impact, but it still might have just a subtle um effect on how you think or how you react to something by just hearing something um in a in a general conversation or you read something and you might not just realize it but maybe all those little effects after a year or two years might have a bigger impact and then you will think huh couple of years ago i didn't think about it this way or i didn't feel about it that way but now I have more information, more details, so I have a different perspective on, mm -hmm. on how things are. So yes, I am a lifelong learner. I love yeah, to yeah. do that. I'm always open and curious to do things. So, and that's one of the th reasons why I'm doing this to keep women in our age group um, open for learning new things for mm. seeing what else is out there, what can I use from it for me, and how can I make my life better by doing this. So and now we are talking about the special issue, and you were talking about figuring things out later in life. And that's often, I think, what happens that when it actually happens um, in, in childhood or teenage years, that you, and especially for us in our age group, it was not that common and not as much support from uh, official agencies to help you. So you were much more inclined to keep it all for you and to live with it in, in, in your mind and, and, and the feelings of it. And, and then sometimes indeed you react to something and, and people don't understand why you have that reaction to a certain phrase or a certain picture or whatever it is. So yeah, so that is, I think, important to let the women know it, it's never too late to, to look at it even if it happened a long time ago. So I think you have here so much information about this topic. So when I think about it, what would you say would be the first thing one would need to do when stuck in that place of grieving the past, grieving a situation or circumstances or an event that happened that has them, caused them so much pain? Uh, yeah, that's, that's an, an important, um, that there is a first step. It's really important to know that there is one. And, um, and so what I often uh, do is, you know, I talk, I talk about these five steps to overcoming trauma, you know, to kind of help guide people. And, and so what I'm going to do is, is kind of go over this, this first step. And, and um, yeah, please. That oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, I think your, your question is a great question because um, um, really what I want to first, uh, the first thing I really want to say is that you want to remember your why, uh, because coping with a traumatic event is very difficult. 
And you're probably experiencing a wide range of emotions, you know, just like Maria was talking about, which could include anger, frustration, and sadness. And it's also that you're not ready to address all of these sudden emotions that are coming at you like a whirlwind, but yet you still need to find a way to move forward because there needs to be a next step for you. Yeah. And yeah. So you still have to get out of bed, right? But during you know this devastating time, you may just want to hide because it might be just too difficult for you to feel these feelings. But inside, somewhere deep inside, you know that you can't stop avoiding these feelings forever. And you might feel like you're floating outside of your body above the world, a world that you used to be and feel a part of and then maybe you don't feel a part of anymore. And it may be hard for you to see it right now, but please know that you can move forward and that you won't stay in this place forever. And to answer your question, one way to be able to begin to move forward is to change the why questions that you have been asking yourself. So right now, you are likely asking yourself a series of why questions that by design are going to keep you in a stuck and miserable place. Why questions like, why did this happen to me? And why can't I feel better? And why is this so painful? Why is it taking me so long to feel better? And instead, what I would like you to do is think of your bigger why, your purpose, your reason, why you're here on earth at this time, because you are definitely here for a reason. And that's no matter what age you are. You are incredibly and uniquely important to everything and everybody in the world, because your every action affects a myriad of people, places, and things as your actions have a ripple effect into the universe. And that's right. And that's why you, you, why you are so important to the universe. The universe cannot be the same without you and your actions. And so it's important for you to understand your why. Your purpose is uniquely yours. And thinking about this is, and identifying your bigger why will help motivate and inspire you to be able to take that next step that must be taken. You wow, this is powerful stuff. I love it how you phrase that, that we as a person are unique people. There's only one of us. Even mm -hmm. if you have an identical twin, you still are a separate person with, uh, you might have a lot of things in common, but you still have your own mind and your own beliefs and your own way of behaving and doing things. So um, there, is, there is no second person just like you. And we all are part of this big, big, big world. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and we all interact with each other. No matter what, you can say something small that can make somebody else's day totally so even just smiling at your your co-worker who's sitting next to you might give him um a good feeling so he can make a phone call to whoever client who's difficult you know so you don't know how you impact other people but that you are important oh for sure so yes yeah, so um when you talk about the next step so I'm now going through your five steps. You did mm -hmm. one of them. So what is your next step, if, if, if I may ask? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So um, the next step, the next step is the most important one, right? That's one of the biggest things 
that I support women in my coaching practice with, because it really is so hard to take that next step. So what I suggest to my clients is to focus on just the bare minimum so that they don't get overwhelmed. And everybody has a bare minimum that they need to do just to be able to take the tiniest step forward. So let's say you don't have planned activities such as you're, you're going to go walking or jogging or maybe you're gardening and uh, doing some yard work or playing sports or other physical pursuits. You know, maybe you're still still working and, and preparing to transition to retirement. Maybe you want to, you can decide to go ahead and stay in bed and, and not shower and let a few days go by. Right. But when you are a busy person, that's going to be different, right? Because there's going to be a bare minimum that needs to be done, not just for yourself, but also for the people um, that, uh, you know, things like, you know, or the organizations that you may support, your family, um, you know, you may be interacting with. So maybe you're somebody who does things like lectures or continuing education classes, or maybe you head up a knitting group or you lead group tours to a lo local theater or, or help serve food at a local homeless, homeless shelter or have planned activities with your adult children and grandkids. And there are others you feel accountable to, such as your kids and grandkids, and they need to be loved and, and homeless people uh, need to be fed. And that includes yourself too, and others who need to be educated. But even in that situation, it's okay if your neighbor comes over and drops off food, right? Or you can ask the homeless shelter staff for a break for a few days. Or you can go ahead and order pizza every day for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. no, sorry that I'm laughing here. But yeah, and, and uh, I, I, I totally get it. There's two ways of living your life. In one way... It's doing what you feel like doing, like eating the, the pizza for a whole week. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, um, I, I loved it when you said asking for the help you need. So mm -hmm. if, if there is a neighbor or another um, place where you regularly go that can help you with overcoming that initial um, feeling, and getting back in a kind of a daily rhythm of doing things, I think that is what is very important to get out there again to, to see other people. Because staying in bed might be comfortable, you know, all day long, but it's not going to help you. So, yes, I liked it when you said doing the bare minimum. So is this something that you can offer to help them moving forward from the bare minimum um, to what, how they can get into a situation or in a life that brings more joy again. Oh, sure, of course. Um, I'll share a strategy that I really love because it's so simple and yet so effective. And sometimes it's really just about the little tips and tricks that will help you get your solution. Yeah. So one, yeah. So one strategy that will help you keep putting your one foot in front of the other is to focus on each individual step of whatever it is you need to do uh, that will keep your mind on the process. So for example, let's say that your, your grandkids are visiting and, and you're getting ready for an outing at the park and, and you need to get their lunches packed for the, for them. And uh, so you just go ahead and you just take a deep breath and then you talk to yourself as you move through the process. So in your head, you're saying, I'm walking to the kitchen. 
I'm opening the refrigerator door. I'm taking out the bread. I'm taking out the turkey. I'm making a sandwich. You get the idea. So, yeah. So when you focus on the steps in the process, you are taking action. And notice that I'm using words, I am, and not, I'm going to. And that will help really help you um, keep in the now and keep in action and moving forward. So concentrating on just the bare minimum and using the process strategy I just shared, you can take these steps that will keep you moving forward and keep you participating in your life because you do need to eat and you do need to sleep and you do need proper hygiene. And if you have grandkids visiting, you're going to need to take care of them. And and maybe you'll also need to work such as volunteering at the homeless shelter, or you're still at your regular job, or, or maybe you're starting a side online business, right? So use the process strategy to break down what you need to do and small action steps. And know that what you're doing, that, that you are doing the best that you can in the moment. Wow. That uh, I, I love this strategy of thinking about what do I need to do and doing uh, and thinking of it in a way as I'm, I'm doing this now, I'm doing that now, I'm doing. So like you explained with just going to the refrigerating hater and taking out the stuff by doing all the little details will make you indeed live in the moment being present in what you are doing at that moment and not think of what has happened in the past and what might have triggered something or um, looking at the future and thinking, oh, I'm going to go with the grandkids to the park. How is that going to go? So focusing, being in, in, in this moment is what, what will help, I think, more anybody if, if, if you are um, feeling overwhelmed or uh, anxious about something. So I like that strategy. I like to keep that in mind for when I coach people in, in uh, <laughs> who I need something like that. So yeah, we can often, we can be really hard on ourselves, you know? We are our worst critic in a way and, and, and think of why something is not happening or why something can go wrong. Um, can you share some thoughts about that? Well, yes, of course, Maria. Um, this, this is really an important time to give yourself grace. Everybody copes with trauma in their own way and in different time frames. And trauma affects everyone differently, whether it's your health, your sleep, your focus, your energy, your weight. There's a plethora of things. You know, and since everyone copes and is affected by trauma differently, it's important to give yourself grace and be kind to yourself because handling trauma is tough for everybody. Even though you may not be handling the trauma the way you want to handle it or the way you think you should be handling it, be gentle with yourself and just do the best you can do because right now your best is not just good enough. Your best is actually great. Try not to dwell on how other people think you are doing. It doesn't matter. And if you worry about disappointing others, you'll be adding one more thing to your plate. And remember that right now, we're just doing the bare minimum, right? Even when others are trying to be helpful, you may find that it's upsetting to you. Sometimes well-meaning people will tell you that 
um, they want the best for you, but may not know how to express themselves in a way that you need to hear it. You might be so out of touch with your feelings that maybe you don't even know. And, and the way that you do need to hear it. Don't worry about this. Just allow yourself to focus and experience your feelings. And remember, you are human, and this is your unique process. And of course, your trauma also affects other people in your life. Now, this could be your partner, your kids, your grandkids, other family members, possibly friends and some coworkers. And because each person reacts to and deals with trauma differently, this will make for a very complicated dynamic. So I'd like to remind survivors that as you give yourself grace and how to deal with the fallout, please try to give grace to others around you as well, as they too need to process it and how it affected them. Ooh, yes, um, that's uh, the last sentence. Uh, often, I think we don't think about that there is more people involved in, in when something happens, uh, especially if you have family, that you can have um, either a spouse or children who are in your life. So they are interacting with you on a daily basis. And depending on uh, how, how much hurtful it was, it will affect them uh, because your reaction is going to be, be different uh, to them as well. So and having grace is um, something that I think everybody needs to learn um not just with ourselves but also with with other people because everybody is doing the best they can with the information they have with um if, if they don't have all the information they cannot react the way you expect them to react but um everybody uses their own hopefully common sense and um, vision and ideas on, on how things go. And so, yeah, that's, that's the hard piece uh, at a job, just uh, thinking that everybody is doing the best they can. So would you have an, another tip or maybe a strategy again to uh, help us to stay more in that place of grace, no matter if it's because of what we experienced long time ago, or if there is something in, in any aspect of life, really? Hmm. Well, sure. Uh, I can uh, give you a tool I use with my clients uh, for times when they're being hard on themselves and judging themselves, or maybe even judging others. And when they're feeling that they're not moving through their process well enough or fast enough, so to help shift your thoughts, I suggest an exercise in reframing. You choose a negative thought you have about processing your trauma. So for example, let's say you feel like you're, you're taking too long to move forward. Instead of beating yourself up with, with you know, your, your feelings of not being able to move forward, um, you want to choose to treat yourself with grace and reframe your thinking. So you want to try saying, Healing is deep work, and I am in the middle of the process. I love myself enough to allow the healing to take place in its own journey. I suggest that survivors take some time to journal some negative, you know, the differing negative thoughts that you may have that, are, that you hold in your head. And get them out of your head and onto a piece of paper. And then reframe these negative thoughts into a positive, 
loving affirmation, just like you, you proposed in the beginning, a loving affirmation. And that way you'll have the words you need in the moment that you need them to give yourself grace. Ex oh, yes, yes, yes. I sometimes um, it's, it's uh, valuable to just sit down for some time and let it go through your feelings and thoughts and write it down. Because often we think about it, we think about it, and it keeps coming back in, in certain moments. And if you don't make the time for you to, uh, to, to really think about it and write it out, like you say, in a negative way, if it's impacting you, then you don't know how to uh, rephrase it uh, in, in a different way. In a, um, because things need time and you need to see what it is in order to make it look positive and more upbeat and more um, optimistic maybe in, in, so that when you read it next time when you have that feeling again that you can say, oh yeah, this is what I thought of last time. So now I, the, the switch can be going faster when you get that experience or that feeling again. So um, I, I love it that you mentioned that here as a, a journaling tool for anybody who has thoughts that uh, you do, you're not happy with. So um, that is, I, I, it's a great tool for um, yeah, having compassionate words to stop a certain um, negative thought that you have in your mind. So what else do you feel would be essential for us to know about moving past trauma? Mm. Um, Maria, I, I believe that it's essential to the process that you give yourself space. After experiencing trauma, we tend to act from a place of fear. It's designed to protect us and help us survive our body's hormones will almost always jump into overdrive as we react with our fight or flight instinct, and it affects all areas of your well-being. So after a traumatic event, the chemistry in your brain and your body takes on a different posture. And this explains why you may begin to feel more tightness or soreness in your body. It is essential that you find a way to calm and soothe yourself to counteract your natural brain and body's reaction to trauma. And one may ask how, and that is by giving yourself space. Time and space are things so many of us have so very little of. First, I want you to focus on creating a physical space for yourself. Ensure the space is calming and comforting. You may be looking around your home and thinking, where? You know, the grandkids' toys are all over the place, or um, you, you've got, you know, work, paperwork from, from that you brought home with you, so there's piles that have paperwork everywhere. Um, you can find that physical space that you need, and it doesn't have to be an entire room. Is there a comfy chair someplace? Maybe you can drag it in the corner of your bedroom. Next, I want you to focus on another type of space, which is time space, where you open up times in your day that are just for you and your healing process. And ideally, you would take the time you need in the moment that you need it, using how you feel as your guide. However, if you know that you're the type of person that, that, that will have days go by without taking the time that you need, or you have a lifestyle that is very busy, 
then I'd suggest that you put time in your calendar just for you, because you will more likely honor that time just as you would honor a doctor's appointment. And you can also combine the physical space concept and the time concept by making that time and creating a ritual for yourself. So for example, uh, you can take your time in that comfy chair in your bedroom corner and begin to find ways to signal your brain and your body that it is time to relax and calm down. And you can keep a favorite blanket by the chair. You might even consider using a weighted blanket that may help you feel a sense of comfort. Some people turn on soothing music or dim the lights, or you may decide that your bathtub is your safe space and light some candles and soak for a half hour after the, you know, the grandkids are asleep, or, or maybe your space is in nature. Maybe what you need is to take a walk or a long hike. It's great if you make your space personal to you. What I want you to come out of this knowing is that you can find physical and time space that you need and that works for you. And I encourage you to do that for yourself because giving yourself space will help you heal. And eventually you will begin to start looking within, exploring your feelings and be ready to move forward. Remember that self-awareness is key to creating a healthy and balanced life, but you need space to be able to do that. Yes, yes. You gave here so many ideas <laughs> to our listeners who um, might have uh, experienced um, trauma or events in the past that are still bothering them, how to make time and space for themselves. And you, you mentioned it can be something small in the house but you mm -hmm. also can go outdoors and walk in nature often for me that is often a great way of thinking about things that have happened and um, get a different uh, perspective of you on, on on things and let my feelings uh yeah talk with the lord if you want to say it whatever um <laughs> but yeah it's it's it, it's sometimes the physical part is is what gets me over a certain situation that has been nagging in my head or like you say even uh, taking a, a, a long bath and and doing all the self-care it's beautiful so i think everybody will have found at least one way that um, they like where they could make their little physical space. And it's not just a matter then of carving out the time for doing this. And yeah, if you can make a daily routine with um, meditating in the morning or in the evening to go through your day or to look at affirmations like I did earlier on, find an affirmation that you want to recite in, in the morning or in the evening, that are great ways to um, start your day or to, um, I think, probably um, make life different and mm -hmm. hopefully better in, yeah. uh, as what it was. Okay, I, I think we had an awesome, awesome podcast here with a lot of golden nuggets for anybody, uh, no matter uh, what your past has been. I uh, appreciate so much that you made time and that you shared all your experience and your love for what you do as a trauma 
relief coach for people. Um, it, uh, it shows in how you talk about it with us here today. So um, I, I think everybody will have noticed that. So I, I really am very happy that you had time today to be on my podcast. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, and in kind of on a wrap here is the final step is you want to plan to succeed. So as you identify your why, move through the bare minimum and give yourself the grace and space you need, you'll come to a moment when you are ready to begin to think about your future. And a lot of healing is taking place when you are in the moment and focusing on your present actions. Right. When ready, yeah, when you're ready, looking ahead will help build your resiliency and give you hope, which will fuel your desire to move forward. And planning will help you envision your future and the possibilities. Excellent. So, yes, yeah. yes. So um, is there a way for our listeners to get help from you? Or to, do you have, I'm, I'm, I, like you say, you have a blog, uh, you have books. So how can I find out more about you? Oh, sure. So for those, those who are curious about working with me, I offer support via my one-on-one -on -one coaching and, and through my uh, group Stop Suffering Now program. For your followers, I've set up a page where you can download my free workbook to discover secrets to your true nature and learn to create inspired actions from your heart. And on that same page, your followers can also choose to schedule a complimentary trauma relief strategy call with me where I can offer some guidance and some relief. And if during the call um, they're interested in hearing more about working with me, we can talk about that on the call as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, I would love to mention your special page in the description of the podcast. So everybody who's listening and likes to get in touch with Janine, please look at the description of the podcast because there you will find uh, the website or the link to the page that she just mentioned. So you can get yeah. in touch with her and you can get the workbook so you can start already and uh, maybe, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that helps you in uh, handling certain situations in your life. Thank you. Yes, that's sure. awesome. So listeners, uh, we have to wrap up because it's uh, all time flies when you are having interested conversations here. So um, yes, thank you for listening. If you are listening on iTunes or Spotify or any of those channels, please give us a five-star rating so that there are more people who will find the podcast. As always, there will be a new podcast next month on the last Wednesday in the month. It will be published. And uh, I also want to mention that if you are retiring this year, or maybe you did it last year and you didn't prepare for the changes in your next chapter in life, but you want to find your purpose, find meaning and your new identity, then please join me at my 90-day group program 
which is called Next Chapter Roadmap that is starting in August. You just need to email me at Maria, Maria at Maria. I always get confused here with all those ads. So please send an email to Maria at marialukasenhq.com for more details. I thank everybody for being on the podcast today and listening. And if you have any other questions, you can use the same email as what I just gave you. I wish you all a wonderful day and till next time. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.